Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So I heard you finished a book and you have some opinions. I do have some opinions. I told you guys... It's probably been a month at this point. I mentioned that I was thinking about reading a book, but like hesitant to read a book because I didn't think I was going to agree with the opinions of said book based solely on the fact that I don't like the business they're running. You don't, you don't like the product they've created. The, correct. I don't know anything about how they run their business. Let me redact a little. I don't like the product they've produced. I don't find it personally intuitive and have been, I've struggled with it in the past. Now, granted, I haven't probably used it in what, at least five years because I tried it and like had a contract we were working with that actively used it. And I was like, oh gosh. Anyway, so the book's called Rework. It's written by... The guys that own Basecamp, but Basecamp is only one of their products, which I didn't know that going into reading the book. I thought Basecamp was the whole shebang. They actually own a communication company and a couple other companies that are in their product mix. All that being said, I wouldn't recommend the book. Or Basecamp. (laughs) Even though I agreed with 95% of the book, which is weird to say, but it was so surface level. It reminds me, this sounds terrible, but like, you know, the kind of book that's like list format that like you'd see next to a toilet that people like pick up and like read because you don't need to read very far. I liked the concepts in the book and couldn't stand the fact that they would only touch the surface level of all of them. There wasn't enough meat for me to really think through the concept or why it was important or how it actually affected their company. And to me, the tip is only as good as the story. Because if I can't see the nuances of how it affected you and how you ran your company differently because of it, then it doesn't stick with me. Like the story is what matters. And 
I've already started a new book. I already like it a thousand X better. And I'm not surprised because it's very research-based and very focused on why these are truths, not just that these are truths. So I'm currently reading Good to Great by Jim Collins. And so if I had to pick between the two as of right now. Did you feel like it was just like validation for what you already knew to be true and you wanted to pick it apart? Or did you did you learn anything at all? I did, but it was just like so, I can't even explain it to you. It was literally like the whole book was cliff notes. Like it was so surface, like there was a million chapters and I I listened to the audio version, but each chapter was literally- Oh my God. So I just, it was like you said two paragraphs about it and moved on. And so it was, I think it was really format. If I had maybe had the physical copy- And could read one section and then like go away and think about it. I might've gotten a lot more out of the book. Because I find that interesting because I feel like that's the structure of QBQ and you love QBQ. But I read the physical Mm -hmm. copy of the book. Mm -hmm. So is that the actual difference? I don't know. Because these are a different like chapter every single page. Yeah. So... Maybe I need to copy the book before I totally Don't write judge it an audio book by its minute long chapters. Is that the new saying? <laughs> it's just interesting. I don't know why. Because the whole book it took, it was three hours, and then I listened on like one point seven, and I wasn't about to like listen to it on half speed to like help me absorb it more. So I don't know. I just finished a book. Not business yeah. related. And I loved it. If you want a recommendation, it's called, you wouldn't like it, but our listeners might like it. It's called The Last House on Needless Street. And it's a crime mystery situation, but it deals with a very unique, and I can't even say what it deals with because it would give away spoilers, but it deals with a very unique psychological aspect that is very interesting. And you, don't really know what's going on until like quite literally the last chapter. And so you start to get all of these opinions about everyone involved in the story. And you pretty much know that something is going to change. Like it has to, right? It can't be like this laid out for you, but you're already mad that it's going to change your perspective about certain characters because you have them so strongly throughout. So it's very interesting. No, I, I totally when a, a book makes you love and then ultimately mm-hmm. hate a character. That's it's very, very hard. hard. Yeah, but it's good. It's not scary. I like crimey books, but not scary books. So, and I read it in like two days. Remind the me last the title house again? on Needless Street. On mm-hmm. Needless Street. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think I got recommended to it right from TikTok. <laughs> Before we totally move on, I have to tell you, I finished the Theranos reenactment version of the story. And I have made a decision. She's crazy. What are you talking about? Are you serious right now? (laughs) We have this 20 minute discussion about Theranos a couple weeks back. And they're the tech company that she was like sitting here thinking Avengers (laughs) superhero. No. Okay, say no. what you just said again. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. I finished the reenacted version of it. 
And I told you last time I was unsure, was she crazy or did she just fully love her company and like was doing everything to save it? Oh, She's no. Crazy. Okay. Okay. But I think she went crazy over a period of years. She wasn't crazy when she started and then she went off the deep end and she totally knew what she was doing. And she hasn't been given her sentence yet, but she is very much very guilty. Oh, no. (laughs) She girl bossed too hard. Got herself in jail. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's fascinating. bummer. I thought I liked the docu-style better. In the grand scheme of things, the the reenacted version got more into the nuances of the story. So, would recommend. The last show I want to bring up as a recommendation, and then we can move on, is... Today, when we're recording this, is the finale and reunion of The Ultimatum. Oh, my God. Are you so ready? <laughs> I So we don't know what's happening yet. We don't know, we what's, don't know what's happening yet. Uh-huh. And you're, you're caught up, yes? Yes, totally caught okay. up. Yep. There might be spoilers coming. Like, if you have not watched, then maybe skip ahead a little bit. But I... Who? What? Why? <laughs> Like, there's a part of me, and I obviously they do this on purpose, but they're like, before the last 30 minutes of the show, I was like, all of them are splitting up. Literally, all of them are splitting up. And then I think a part of it becomes real, because I don't know how many of our listeners have been in a long-term relationship that has just been hard, but you really, it's so hard to like write off years of a relationship well it's sunk cost theory right you do it with relationships and your time and too i'm just watching these and i was like if you were my girlfriend in college i would have been like y'all aren't up? right for each other in the in the <laughs> but they just can't even see through their own red flags and it's sad and i know some of them are going to get married and divorced yep yep yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you think on the teaser, do you think that Ray actually like interrupts the proposal with Jake and April? I think like, she interrupts. That's how they set it up. I think she interrupts the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think he might waver in the final seconds of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might walk away with, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Randall's going to propose? Uh I don't know. I don't. I think he's going to, even though I don't want him to. I think he's going to. I think he can't excuse his mom's opinions. Yes, he can't. He, you're right. I think that, and I don't know. I just some I, again. I think part of it is that like he feels like he owes her something, even though he does see that there could be more available to him it's like he feels like he in some ways he doesn't deserve it which is but like also it's hard because it's like you didn't see the three years before so like right right you're just seeing a dramatized version of how what i told brian is i would want as their original partner if i got proposed to i would want to see the footage prior before i made my decision no i like (laughs) how could any of these people Okay, so, like, Alexis getting engaged? Okay, sure, you're going to watch the show because you want to know how everybody else is, like, panned out. But anyone who had their partner go through? Absolutely not. Like, I would be like, no one 
no family members are allowed to watch this. this. No, no, they're not like I can imagine going through the experiment from like a psychological perspective, but the fact that there's like video footage of it sounds like Mm-mm. the most horrifying Mm-mm. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's weird too because I just don't have a favorite. Like I typically am like I love this person or I love this couple, and I just don't. I don't. I don't think any of them are right for each other. I think they have. Well, it's also really hard watching it as like a like a thirty something year old woman who I did get married young. I did, so I I'm not discounting that they want to get married young, but also like I also know the difference between a twenty four year old brain and a thirty three year old but, brain. But you didn't know that when you were there. <laughs> I didn't know it then, but like I know it now, and so I'm like, oh sweet baby, <laughs> like you I, think that's a problem, and I it's not. If I had to pick or, a favorite, I would pick. Ray, although I feel like she unfortunately may have been in the most not appropriate relationship. Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy her and I think she's a real big introvert and she's tired. She's tired. I'm proud of her for leaving Zay though. Me too. Me too. That was not great. I love him as a human and I think he, I ha- he has so much to work on. And when he was being vulnerable with her family, I literally cried. And I think he's so sweet. He has so much potential. He just, he has a lot of work to do. On he's got to grow up. He, you he can't does. go to the bar and like take he some, needs some trauma home. therapy. Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, right. <laughs> well, and we could all be dead wrong because tonight it's all going down. I know. So. You best know that's what I'm doing after dinner. Yep. Yep. All right. So I want to talk. Okay. I'm going to call out some people specifically, not by name, but by, you know, who you are. (laughs) (laughs) We have now done multiple call outs and promotions and launches and doors opening of our amazing program, the incubator. And you've heard us talk about it here on the show. You've heard us dish out strategies and share about client results. And we've had literally hundreds of applications and we're working with some incredible clients inside that program. And what I always find unique is that the people who sprout up like flowers every single time we bring up a conversation around the incubator, right? Whether it be a kick-ass episode that you got, you took something away, a live that we did, a webinar that we did, the conference that we did, whatever it might be. And your brain is all here for it. And yet there are so many beliefs or things holding you back that prevent you from like taking the actual step forward. And we're going to address some of those today. Yeah. So I think what she's saying without saying it is that <laughs> is where the fuck are you? Well, <laughs> there's enough of you that just show up out of nowhere and you've never presented yourself before. And then you go on to say, I've listened to hundreds of episodes. I've been here for years. I hear what you're saying. I love what you're doing. And you're so scared to like start a conversation with us. First of all, I am not scary. (laughs) I am now I can see why it might be intimidating, but like once you have a conversation with me, without a doubt, people are like, you're so down to earth. I can't believe how much time you're willing to spend with me in the DMs. Like I have no bar for like the amount of time I will spend communicating with our community. Cause you mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've also shared how many times on this show that we don't know what a boundary is or looks like. 
<laughs> in the sense of like, you can literally ask us anything. No, sure. Tell yeah, you. you can totally <laughs> ask us anything. So to kind of be more specific, I think there's quite a few out there right now that you are actively in this position in your business where you're feeling really tired. You're feeling really exhausted. You're feeling strapped for time. And whether you're completely booked out with clients or not, you've hit this point in your business where you're starting to question how to move forward. And the theme I'm really seeing, and this isn't everyone, there's absolutely some people who are more in the beginning stages and some who kind of graduated past this point that we're having conversations with still. But I really wanted to call out the people that are actively in a point of pivot is sort of necessary or required. And the thing I'm seeing thematically is that y'all are convinced that to increase your prices you would have to change radically who you're actively working with. Yeah, because here's the funny thing, and it's almost verbatim. Multiple, multiple people have said this. It's something like, I totally see the point and the math adds up and I hear you in the sense of, yeah, okay, I absolutely feel empowered to raise my prices to X. And I can absolutely see offering a service like Y that would encompass those prices and be able to serve up this amazing experience. And then it's like screeching brake sounds, but, 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 but I don't know where any of those clients would be. I don't know where they are. Like our brains are telling us that we start back at square one, that we don't have this history of experience, that we don't have this history of clients, connections, results, our business awareness, our brand awareness, that none of that exists when we want to pivot or that other business owners haven't also done the same thing of pivoting, that you're the, you're the only one who's ever done this. And so clearly you have to start completely over. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, and to give you some background, like in the service realm, in my first year, I went from selling quite literally $75 one-off little projects to $10,000 plus packages. I think our last client was over $20,000 yep. if I remember. In the same year. Yeah, like the, the last same- client was like a year and a half in, but in the same year, those first changes were made. Right. And mm-hmm. so, and, and same thing. I 36 X my price from one client to the next. Well, and even now, and, and I realize we're in like a bit of a different format as to how we sell, but we've five decks, our prices and from like our highest seemingly price overnight. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, seemingly overnight, but it's like, I think, it's really easy to convince yourself that there can't be growth on the other side of that because then you're not going to know where to find the clients. And that's just not necessarily We didn't launch a new website. We didn't launch a new Instagram or content plan. We didn't change our podcast. We didn't like the podcast didn't didn't even exist then. (laughs) No, we didn't even this time. No, this. Yeah. When we changed recently, we didn't even really change. Like we changed a couple of keywords we got a little bit more specific and and mostly because of like, these are the people our hearts like sing when we serve them and we just want to serve more of them. So we, we called that out specifically, but it wasn't a radical shift at all. And the amount of people who y'all like were already in our email list, following on Instagram, listening, when we released this new offer, that was five X, anything we had ever sold before in a program format. And it went great. Yeah. So I want you to just like allow yourself to envision what it would look like to change your prices and not have any major blips in your ability to sign Mm -hmm. new clients. Mm -hmm. 
I honestly think too, there's, there needs to be, and maybe my head can wrap around some sort of framework or, or fun analogy kind of thing for you guys to let this go. But you know, we talk all the time from our coach about how to stay out of our, our audience's pockets, right? Of like, we can price our program, whatever we want. We don't need to justify it. We don't need to decide when the value is worth it for you or when you get the value out of it. That's not our job. That's your job. Right. And we've done a lot of work around that. Right. Well, there's a similar headspace that needs to come of getting out of your clients' pockets, but not just new clients, existing clients. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) because I think we convince ourselves, well, they paid this, but I can't imagine them paying that. And I think they would never, (laughs) I can't imagine them doing this. And I have two client examples and I know there's more, but you know, I think of Bonnie, she specifically had a select number of social media clients. Some she was charging as little as like $200, Yeah. Yeah alarmingly low. And she wanted to transition. Now, I will say that like, you're human. And so like, if you're looking at your roster, and you're like, I can't imagine so and so paying, but maybe so and so could pay. Okay, Mm -hmm. then let's start there. Like, why do we have to assume everything's all or nothing? And it's not like your clients are calling each other and being like, I'm paying this. What are you paying? (laughs) No, and y'all she went from 250 to 1750. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> right. And now, now granted, some people were on a higher package. I think some of them were more like 750 and she went to 1750. So she added a thousand dollars a month and she went up significantly. But Jennifer is a more recent example. And I think a lot of you would relate to her story where, so she started on Fiverr um, and she was copywriting and doing a variety of copywriting tasks, everything from repurposing podcasts into other things to helping people write launch copy and all of that. But she really did an audit on how much time it was taking to fulfill on that service and realized how little she was ultimately getting paid for the service because she wasn't charging hourly. She was charging a flat rate, which I love flat rates if they make sense. And some of you are charging flat rates and then working for pennies on the dollar because you're just not really facing reality there. But (laughs) there is an amazing end to that story. She renegotiated with, I think, just one person and she completely replaced her previous salary with one reoccurring client. And it's just like... No, I, and, I and, and she can build on it from there, right? So she let go of the ones who she didn't like serving, who were paying pennies, and she didn't see growing because not everyone could. That's okay. But the cool realization that Bonnie had is, oh, wait, for every one new client now, I was needing three clients back then, two and a half to three clients back then. And so our brain has to start to rewire in our expectations of how many clients, because I also think service providers do this all the time of like, it's the same sort of vanity metric I feel like like marketers have where it's like, oh, I worked with 7,000 clients this year and I am so good because I worked yeah. with a ton of people. Not, like, like quantity doesn't make... What if you just worked with seven? Right. <laughs> well, and so Emily Jane is another great example. Okay, so maybe some of you are not as fearful about charging high prices. Emily Jane 
now her full service is 65K. But this one client, she brought in a little early before she had totally figured stuff out. And this is like a long engagement. This is like a six plus month project. And she only charged 18000 which I know some of you are literally falling over dead right now. <laughs> yeah. But this is a big project. <laughs> this is a big project. Really big project. Like to the point where she can probably only realistically handle one to two more clients. So like because of that, she can't. Uh, uh, yeah. Like for every eight months. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> because of that, she wasn't going to be able to make enough. Anyway, there was an event that happened in that office and she wanted to do an add-on service. She really felt like they needed it. She felt like it was fully necessary to equip them for their future. Now she's in a very unique niche all around safety and emergency management and stuff like that. But she came into the group like paralyzed about putting her price out there because she brought them in at this rate that was so much lower for this really long package. And this thing, while it would be on an accelerated timeline, was like just as much work, if not more. And ultimately, she charged more than her six-month package. And the client didn't even hesitate because it was so clear the problem that she was solving. It was so clear why it was necessary for this business. And why do we assume stuff about our clients? Like, I just don't understand. And so like, I want you to know that it happens at every price point. Like, I don't care if you're charging $75 for a thing or 20K for a thing. We make assumptions about what our clients are willing to do all the time. And we have to stop doing that. Well, and here's the thing. I'm just going to call it out for what it is. Your initial gut reaction for feeling like you need brand new clients when you want to raise your prices is because you're too scared to approach the ones you have right now. It's out of fear. It's 100% out of fear. Your fear is they won't pay, so then they won't renew and they'll completely cancel your service altogether. It will be an awkward and uncomfortable conversation. That's it. Those are the things that could happen, right? If we outline the like worst case scenarios. And why do you do that? Because the majority of you, whether it's diagnosed or not, struggle with anxiety and anticipatory stress is paralyzing. And we have to be willing to look at it and like understand that part of our fear is like literally fight or flight based. Like it's like in your body. And so when you have responses that are gut wrenching or like make your heart accelerate or like give you all these thoughts and feelings, our first reaction is to just avoid them. But I found that more often than not, some of my best discoveries, my best movements forward are on the other side of fear. And we associate fear with danger, but fear can also correlate to bravery. And I would love for you to share a little bit about how like being brave has like come up for you recently. So I downloaded this app. It's an affirmation app. And I do love me some affirmations. I've talked openly about this journey on the podcast for two years now about being very intentional about wanting to trust my intuition again. And it led me really, really, really far in the first like three-ish years of our business. And then I just like put the middle finger up to my intuition and believed everyone else. And the recovery from that has taken years, honestly. The re-trust, building trust again within myself, 
understanding the filter of what I put on the outside world, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that has been happening behind the scenes. And so I'm kind of going into a new season of like new beliefs and new pushing myself or whatever. And so I did these affirmations or whatever, and they're randomized. I can pick like kind of themes, but I don't pick them. Like they're just there. And any single time I would look at these affirmations, like it would actually call my attention to it, or I would be scrolling Instagram and I would see something that would catch my eye, or I got served this TikTok or whatever, or a passage in a book, like not even business related was about bravery. Every single thing was about being brave. And it was talking about how like, basically whatever you're going through right now, like you're, you are being asked to be brave in a way that you never have before. And you, you're not quite there yet. Like you haven't done the brave thing yet. And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) Like, I feel like I've done a lot of big things and I've like gone through a lot of transformation. And so I was talking to Abby the other day about like, okay, but brave can mean anything, right? And like, what does it mean? Does it mean brave to put yourself out there or to speak up or to stand up? Does it mean brave to be abundant or to pull back? Like you can be brave in so many different ways. So where is the brave, where does it actually mean? And I don't know yet, but. And I think that's all of that to say, you're going to face choices inside your company, regardless of if you even view it as a company yet. Okay. Like your business, the things you're doing, the thing you're doing for money at this point, (laughs) whether it's on the side or not, you are going to face choices. And it's easy to assume that some are right and some are wrong. And you can be at what I would kind of consider a fork in the road where there are multiple right choices and any one choice is fine. They all have different consequences. They all have different outcomes on the other side. They all require different decisions down the line, but they're not necessarily inherently good or bad. And for me and the the season I'm seeing really big picture is people are just so tired of giving so much of themselves for so long. And I think part of this is like, you're now a different person. When you were pre-pandemic, you might've been the person that would do a whole day of work and then do a whole nother day of activities in the evening. And, and if you're anything like me, now you do a whole day of reality, one or the other, (laughs) you do a whole day of work And then you patiently wait for the weekend and you'll do a whole day of activities on Saturday and you're good for your activities for the whole week. And in that same way, I think people are craving more intimate relationships, fewer relationships, more purposeful relationships and connections. And similarly, people are making buying decisions that reflect that behavior. And so because of that, people are willing to spend more, but in fewer places, which is... And we're talking about your clients. Yeah. So you can have higher paying clients and intentionally choose to work with less people. And that's in correlation with what is happening all over the place. It's not just siloed to service providers. Right. No, the world is literally being built and designed and worked around for introverts right now. So this is your time to shine, baby. This is your time. (laughs) We got you. We totally got you. So my kind of push for you is regardless of where you're at on making this decision, whether you are like, 
ooh, I just need someone to like validate the price point and then I'm ready to move forward. Or, oh my God, I literally, I feel like this would kill my business. I can't imagine changing my price because I would have to get totally different clients. Regardless of where you are on the spectrum, I encourage you to just take the next step. And I want to have a conversation with you. Katie, our client concierge, wants to have a conversation with you. So I really encourage you to take the next step and apply for the incubator. Truly, there's no qualms about this. Like there's free to apply. It's free to have the conversation. It's literally just asking questions about you and your business. Mostly we have more context. Because I would have a better conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And the free training, the cool part is for accepted applicants, the free training we have on the other side is completely designed to help you try on for size what a different price point could look like and how it could overall simplify your business. So we're looking at how to double your income while reducing your work hours to 20 hours a week or less. And this training has been life-changing for people. And I do not hesitate when I say that. So I really want you to just not even worry about what it means or what it could open up for you. And instead, just like allow the conversation to happen. You're going to take less than 10 minutes to go do it. You're going to go to bossproject.com slash incubator. And this is going to open the doors to talking about your unique circumstances, what your business looks like today, what it could look like tomorrow. And I'm excited to chat. Yeah, truly just to even get a glimpse at our incredible customer service team. Oh, for sure. Like if you just want to be nosy and chat with us, then this is the way to do it. This is absolutely (laughs) the way to do it. Bossproject.com slash incubator. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.